Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening and thank you so very much. I know you got choices. There's cartoons. There's all sorts of good cups of coffee here and there, but... You decided to make weekend gardening part of your day, and I appreciate it very, very much. The, thank goodness, the absolutely funniest cartoon has already come in for today, so y'all can just keep trying to beat Trey. Um, this is the, the classic Puxatawney Phil, because <laughs> nobody's happy about him seeing his shadow. <laughs> I actually saw one yesterday that was... The ex, Mrs. Phil, who now lives in Florida, and even she was not happy. (laughs) Cartoons are such fun. Whatever's on your garden mind today, though, is the point of this program. And I'd love for you to call 888-808-8637, the Supertalk call line, and the ceasefire text line where you, too, can send in whatever, and I will read it on the air if it's appropriate, 601-879-4395. Good morning, Lance. It's cold outside. It is crispy, as we were just saying it earlier. It is. It and, is. And then the, you know, the the groundhog, uh, he, he saw a shadow. Yep. And so we've got to deal with a little bit more of this. I choose not to believe that particular fable just this moment. I recognize that, in fact, it will be cold for a while. But today, I feel like I'm in the tropics, even though I have on a coat, a sweater, and a scarf, and some gloves when I left the house. You know why? Because I am not at the highest point in, I think it's New Hampshire, where the wind chill today is 120 degrees below zero. I noticed it was uh, it was like 20 and 50 around New York, Ooh. and that's wind chill, but still, I mean, you're feeling that, you know, well, yeah. that's, that's not a... That's not pleasant. No, and and, and they're not, not used to it any more than we're used to, you know, ice storms and whatnot. Which, by the way, hello, North Mississippi. I hope y'all are okay. I know there was some mess up there, and you know, the good news is radio operates on the battery, so you can still listen to us. But I think there's some power outages up there with that storm. Hey, I, I think yesterday was like around fifty thousand mm-hmm. residents, but mm-hmm. I'd seen a. A commercial with Marshall County, and there was around a thousand or or more just in Marshall County. So, it must be kind of spread out a little bit, you know. Marshall County being Holly Springs and north of Oxford, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't seem like it was just hit one area. It looked like it was no. even well, isolated. Of course, the storm went from basically San Antonio to Louisville, Kentucky, at one point. So it was. There was an awful lot of time involved in this one. I I can't say we won't get another. Um, I can tell you here in central Mississippi, smack in the middle of Zone 8, we anticipate a beautiful week for catching up on all of the outdoor things we didn't do before and perhaps even some investigation of those which may or may not be dead. So that's what I want to talk about today. Well, you were right. You know, you said we were going to get another crispy 
hard yeah. type freeze about a week and a half ago. So don't it, you know, it, don't do this and don't do that because we're going to get it. And sadly, right. it, I was right. <laughs> and for for everybody who went ahead and did all that pruning, um, and of course, the, the thing is, the bottom line of all this is, and I think too often um, people who are considered to be knowledgeable about stuff don't always agree. But I'm I'm firmly in the camp with. It's your plant. You should do what you want <laughs> with it, you know. But in terms of what the plant would prefer, perhaps, or what the weather conditions call for, or the soil, or whatever it is, I'm happy to fill in those particular points. Absolutely fun stuff to do. Um, yes, and, and we, today, this is another good one. Thank you, Andy. I'm a rodent, not a meteorologist. <laughs> Poor Phil. <laughs> it feels like Gobbler's Knob outside right now. I mean, goodness gracious. Well, I wouldn't want to be up there. Well, um, he's got a good coat. You know, I mean, the groundhog, he's, well, he's, he's got a good coat. That's very true. I don't know what we would consider here. I mean, we have the mole and the vole. Nutria. And the nutria rat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, while we were talking about the the northern otter. Uh, the other day, and you know, this hunting season's over, uh, so the cold weather is for naught now. I yeah. mean, there's no, yes, there's no point. Just, just leave them alone because you can't do anything about. But man, they're so pretty. Even looking at the big fat pretty. groundhog that they wheel out, Phil. I mean, he's pretty. a hoss, isn't he? Yeah, they're very pretty. I, I'm happy that. But my concern is the people that dress up for him. I'm not really sure what that's all about. But okay, y'all go ahead. We, you know, I've been known to go to Mardi Gras and dress up. So everybody has some reason or another to put on a top hat, I suppose. I do want to give you a few tips this morning about things that that need doing. And one of those involves are they alive or are they dead? Pansies, snapdragons, all of those overwintering annuals. Now. Overwintering annuals in this case actually includes parsley. My parsley is very much not dead. My pansies are kind of half here and half gone. And I do have some dianthus that's already started putting out leaves again, the little tail star that is just, um, you know, I don't think you could park a car on it, but you almost could. So those are very, very, very durable plants. But I want to be sure you understand that they have used up whatever they had available to them, and it's time to fertilize. I noticed my container, one of my containers of parsley this morning has some solid yellow leaves in it at the, at the base of the plant. Well, what's happened there is over the course of all the rain and one thing and another and temperature changes and whatnot, the plant needs more nitrogen than it had available to it. So it has taken it from those leaves and put it into the top of the plant. Um, I pulled them off and, and, and tossed them aside, but they're, they're compostable, certainly. That's where these will end up. But you're not going to re-green a leaf on a parsley plant, but you might re-green a little bit of a pansy plant. So if it looks like it's trying, give yourself a break today and give them some fertilizer. Really, any anything, foxgloves, any, anything you've got that still looks like it has a little life in the overwintering annual department. Um, I have to tell you that for some reason or another, my cilantro went into bloom. <laughs> they were very tasty, but the plant doesn't look too good. That may have been a last gasp on its part. I don't know. <laughs> These are great. <laughs> the bulbs are popping up in Andrea's cartoon this morning. I can feel the warmth of the sun. I hear bird song. Nature awakens. It's time to sprout. And, of course, then they're up and they're absolutely being blown sideways. And the one that didn't want to pop up is saying, you idiots. <laughs> now, I will tell you, I have some perfectly beautiful daffodils in bud 
but they better open pretty soon because they've been in bud now for almost two weeks, and what only one flower has opened because of the changes in the weather. So I agree with you. We're going to see how that works out. <laughs> Chris is in Summit. Yeah, there, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot to be said about the southern groundhog who has a better approach to these things. Basically, roll the dice. You know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of depends on where you are too. There will be bigger. There will be big storms, but how far south they get depends on a lot of other factors. So we shall see. Something else that um, you need to know is that the garden centers will be getting the transplants of the early spring annuals as soon as possible. Many of them are already rolling in in some places. Things like diasha and um, petunias and. Canterbury bells, even maybe maybe some annual hollyhocks. I don't know, but whatever they've got, they're going to be bringing those to you because they know a lot of people need to replace that seasonal color. We don't want to start planting zinnias and sunflowers. It's nowhere near warm enough for any of that. But when we think about well, nasturtiums and uh, you know some of these other things, larkspur, we might be able to get something out of them. So why not? Something else. Uh, want you to uh, recognize is that one of the things that I, I talk about doing that it goes against so much of horticulture, all right? There are things that, that I do that I've developed over time, and frankly, you don't have to listen to this one or not. You can close your ears. You can send me a note. You can like it or not like it. But I have cashmere bouquet in my flower beds. They, it was introduced on one side of my house, traveled under the house, and came up on the other side of the house. I know this because when I've had to get under the house to get around the pipes and do things there, there's sprouts under there. Okay, So this is a plant for me that I have managed to suppress over time and keep it to pretty much where I want it to be by this process. This is anti-horticulture that I'm telling you right now. What you want to do is go out with something like a long trowel. I have one that has a serrated edge on one side. That really helps a lot. And I'm going to dig up that cashmere bouquet. Okay, just the stem is there now. Put it aside. Put it in a container. Maybe prepare it to swap with somebody. Uh, I, I'm, they would have to know what they were getting, obviously. But, for example... In an area where nothing, there's nothing but pine trees and barely any ground cover grows, you can introduce cashmere bouquet and have flowers under there every summer. It's just a perfect environment for them because the, the pine trees limit their spread. So it's, a, it's two plants that can take each other on pretty successfully. But I dig them up. Either the reason I'm taking the roots out may be because I'm going to pot them, but it may be just because I want to get the roots out because they spread so rapidly under the ground from every part of their plant. But the next thing is really anti-horticulture. I'm going to take a quarter or a half teaspoon of salt and pour it into the hole where I just took the plant up. That's to suppress the one that's going to try to pop up again in that space. I have managed to control this plant to a certain extent. It still surprises me every year where it comes up. But now is the time to do this particular chore simply because the ground is wet and the plants are as close to dormant as they're going to get. So this is the time to to do that disturbing. (laughs) Now, why do we do that? Well, because they're going to spread. We can slow them down a little bit, and you can stand here with Roundup or some other herbicide and spray those plants all summer and watch them laugh 
and also ruin the flowers that would be there for your butterflies and, and other pollinators. So it's better to control the plant than to have to come back later on and control it when it's fully growing. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Thank you, Trey. He's a, he's anti-rodent for weather predictions. <laughs> I'm with him on that, you know. I'm going to let a, a rat you know, tell me it's going to be cold. But hey, if it I, is, it I, is. I, I, I've never let a, a squirrel run me out of my yard, no matter how much they yell at me, and no matter how many of the unfortunate little um, ornamentals that they throw at me. They, they're crab, the neighbor's tree is a crab apple tree, and it doesn't, doesn't, they never mature because it's too shady, but they do make crab apples that are tiny, and the squirrels will throw them at me. The, the squirrels are a trip. I mean, they're, they're, they're my, if you have they cats. They have their own zip code. Yeah, you cat, they love to- torturing cats. And then one of the funny was when the birds, you know, when you start getting the, the blueberries start you know, getting to where mm-hmm. they're edible mm-hmm. and all the blackbirds and all that start showing up. And then the cats or the dogs would be out there and they'll bomb them. I mean, they'll come in. Yep, and that's right. Yeah, they will come that's after right. them. Squirrels and, and, and birds are pretty tough for the yard. Nature in action. That's right. You don't want to get on the wrong side of those two. I, I have to, I must admit, my, one of my favorite cats I ever had who died blessedly of old age would lay in the row next to the blueberries <laughs> and act as a deterrent to everybody else. <laughs> she was about 20 pounds by that time. But she did it even when, from when she was a kitten, and she would just lay there in the sun, and they, nobody bothered the blueberries. What would be, a, and that, that just kind of segues into, as you start getting into things blooming and you don't want rodents and birds eating up your goodies that are mm-hmm. you've waited so long and, and patiently for are there are there are things that you could do i mean i know there's a we have like an owl that's on a stick yeah. out by the pond but it doesn't i don't know if it does anything no. but is there any tricks it does to the for trade? a minute mm-hmm. it, it they all work for a minute mm-hmm. but it's like anything else you know it's the repetition and I have to tell you, I used to think, I used to, I used to experience that both of those things would work as deterrents. I've, I have hung um, pie plates. I've put music that would, you know, on a motion detector. I've, you know, I've done all these different things, and ultimately, it's a fence. If I was a young gardener starting out and wanted to do a quarter acre of vegetables and flowers in the full sun site. The first thing I would do would be to build a screen house with a roof on it and put up chicken wire and other kinds of – I would put close whip, close mesh wire at the bottom and chicken wire on the rest of it. The exclusion of pests is always more successful than the dealing with them after they're there, especially things like squirrels that are going to take one bite of that, that tomato and throw it on the ground. Oh, no. The bird that's going to peck into the squash in just one place. No. You want it, take it. I'll share. But, oh, no. that's I take it very personally when they do that to me. I have been watching some folks who are gardening way indoors. Um, that I'm, by that, I mean that they are in Zone 7, possibly in Zone 6. And there are some new, interesting indoor gardens, particularly for microgreens and microherbs, so that you can have fresh green in your salad you know, basically just pick it in your in your kitchen. Um, I'm not sure, but that we would have such a limited time for that to work that it would not be practical here for us. I still think a hydroponic setup is probably better for us. But I have to think about that. I, I, I must say I'm jealous of looking at people with snow on their porch 
you know, picking fresh basil. <laughs> what is the name? And I, I forgot. I should have written it down better in, in a better spot. But your favorite greenhouses. I've I've tried to go back oh, to that. Oh, Lord and Burnham. Yeah, Lord and Burnham. Lord and Burnham glass houses. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I tried to find them the last time. That, I was that like, is, what, what that is probably the one. There, there are some tools that I would never trade away because I've managed to acquire really good tools over time. But I would trade any of the greenhouses I've ever had for a really more expensive than my house, <laughs> Lord and Burnham. Some of those look like you could live in them. I mean, plants well, do, obviously. Plants but. do. And the, some of the prettiest ones are actually attached to houses in Holland um, in, in, in the, a previous couple of generations. They would they were there instead of a garage. There'd be a garage on one side of the house, but on the other side was the greenhouse that was accessible from the kitchen. And they grew, you know, to sell. I mean, there was this is up in the part where they grow all sorts of things. But in particular, we were touring um, bulb crops like calla lilies and things. It was really pretty. Nice people, too. I mean, I think if you are able to get past the language barrier, plant people can talk to each other all day long. (laughs) Put a few dishes on the table with some food in them, and then the conversation really gets going. Why not, huh? I have a couple of other notions for you. Um, If you are trying hard not to anticipate too much that spring will come, remember you can start some seeds. We're going to talk about light fixtures for that here this morning. But you can also cover up where you're going to plant with black plastic so that the soil heats up a little faster. Now would be a good time to do that if it happens to be wet because that will keep it won't get too dry. You'll end up with a really good consistency. And think about that. It's one of the few things I'll ever tell you to use black plastic for. <laughs> Guess what? There's more. This is weekend gardening. of Mississippi. It's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All access on one easy-to-use card. Plus more Call 855-413-8769, TTY-711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Paid actor portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMO DSNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. It's been said that time waits for no one, but that's not completely true. Hi, I'm Cameron Albright. Since 1920, our family has been privileged to serve as Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. For decades, generations have trusted Albritons for engagement rings, anniversaries, and those special events in life. Time has certainly changed our world. The Internet, smartphones, and social media have revolutionized how we research, communicate, and even shop. At Albritons, we've grown with you. 
At allbritons.com, you can search, shop, and find the latest in fine jewelry. But for those who prefer the personal experience, you can now shop the all-new Allbritons, 4460 Old Canton Road in Northeast Jackson. With new displays and the latest designer jewelry, we're located across from our old home in Highland Village. Still the same Allbritons service you'd expect, but now bigger and better. You've waited for us, now we're ready for you. Come see what's new. Allbritons, 4460 Old Canton Road in Jackson. At Allbritons, Allbritons Jewelers. I'm Rex Baker with the Gateway Rescue Mission. Each week, I meet with three people who graduated from our addiction recovery program. These graduates are now gainfully employed and are taking online college courses. Three people who used to be in prison or on drugs, and now they're going to college. How cool is that? One of the reasons God put you on this earth is to make a difference in someone else's life. You can be a part of that at Gateway Rescue Mission. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge builders. As the stock market slumps and instability this year got you concerned, would you like a way that could protect your retirement when the markets are down? Gold Alliance would like to give you two free reports, the Inflation Survival Plan and the Stock Market Correction Plan. Both give actionable insights you can use now that could protect your savings in uncertain times. Absolutely free. Don't wait. Call 800-200-2079. 800-200-2079. 800-200-2079. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Y'all ask the best questions. Jeff wants to know what, how long to soak some dried cantaloupe seeds that he has kept. Well, here's the thing. Depending on how dry they are, because they're going to be dry if you buy a new package of seeds, the cantaloupe seeds are still going to be fairly dry. And the, the thing to do is to take 10 of them and put them into a damp paper towel, roll them up, and let them sit there on your counter somewhere for maybe a couple of days, unroll them and see what's happened. If they haven't taken up any water at all, yes, you would probably want to soak them for three or four hours at least before you tried to plant them. But what we're trying to find out first is whether or not they're viable and what state of dryness they're in. So a couple of two or three hours in warm water before planting is good to start, and if, particularly since at this time of the year you would be starting them in a container to cut, you know, to grow, to transplant shortly. 
you certainly want to use bottom heat underneath them because cantaloupes do need a warm soil. Okay, I like that. Good question. Jackie wants to know how soon can we plant sunflowers. Um, she's in Brandon, and I'll, I will say if March is very warm, people will start planting them in March, especially the growers who grow them for weekly harvest. But if you're only going to plant one bunch, I would wait until April and go ahead and get them get them in the ground then. Even if you're growing the gray mammoths, which take almost 100 days to make flowers and, and then seeds, you still need warm soil for them. And you've got plenty of time, April, May, June, before you get to the 4th of July, you, you've got some sunflowers. So that's a good place to start. On Facebook, um, Annie asked about the best grow light for seed starting. What you have to have is a full-spectrum light source. And because you're going to start some seeds in presumably more than one container, a bar-shaped light is usually a better choice rather than individual bulbs, unless you have a fixture that holds three individual bulbs right next to each other, which is... I've seen those converted, for example, the way that um, there used to be a lot of bathrooms that had exposed bulbs, but they would always be frosted, of course. Those things have gone kind of out of favor, and I've seen a couple of them repurposed into plant starting, change the bulbs out for grow lights that are full spectrum and use them that way. If I was going to purchase anything, I would purchase a, a, a light about 18 inches long for home use that has a double it doesn't necessarily have to have two bulbs but it either has one really really good bulb or two bulbs that are smaller you can find these systems both online and and in local big box stores you can always put your own together and if you have a lot of seeds to start you may find that it's actually more economical to just get a shop light fixture that put uses four foot long bulbs put in one cool white and one daylight that will give you the combi- that combination gives you the full spectrum and you can grow anything under that okay okay oh a good uh, this was so fun i i realized in a conversation with someone the other day that I I know I had a a very special and wonderful upbringing, but in terms of the times that I grew up in, yesterday turns out that we had the best employment report from our government since 1969, okay? Well, I was almost grown in 1969, so I can tell you that the job market was, there was always a job. There was plenty of jobs. In that same way, college was not so expensive there was always another class you could take something else you could be interested in and as somebody who has always sewed and done a little bit of fabric design in my life i found myself taking some elective classes in the lsu department of textiles apparel design and merchandising and it was a blast i really enjoyed myself well i knew it was a good department but my goodness, this is really good news. Um, Sybil Z, an assistant professor there, is working on smart clothing. This is so delicious. The yarn changes color based on temperature. So, for example, a baby's hat would change color if the baby had a fever. How wonderful would that be? Nobody carries a thermometer around. You know how many people put their hand on the baby's head, you know, and put it on somebody else's head and try to determine somebody's temperature? At least you would know you needed to go find the thermometer. Now, come on. I like that. I think that's a really good development, and it's something that I would like to see. Wouldn't you like to see somebody's hat change color? 
It's like the old mood ring, but a, a much better ring, application. A much better application. <laughs> did those work? I don't even know. They were cool. They, I mean, they, I, I don't know if they did it, but they did change, you know, a little there's bit. There's another one now that's just a band that they tell you is going to somehow measure and send information to your phone about your sleep and all this kind of stuff. It's like, that's too magical. I'm not sure if I can. I need to know more about the physics of that before I, I can. Or, or find whatever the next thing is, if they can figure out how to actually record your dream for you so you can remember. You know, oh my maybe goodness. we'll get to that point one that day. That would be maybe helpful, <laughs> yeah. maybe not. Yeah, we'd have to find a shaman or something Somewhere. to uh, tell us what it means. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of debate um, about the Earth's core, and I've been interested to see this. I keep seeing these stories about it, and this week there was one in, in Euro News that the core of the Earth may have changed directions which changes a lot of other things. This apparently is not a conspiracy theory, as I would have guessed. There's the the liquid metal, solid metal, and the interior and all that is supposed to be rotating counterclockwise just like the rest of the Earth if you were standing on the North Pole, okay? But apparently things are changing. They believe that in, in relative to the surface of the Earth, it is rotating in one direction and then the other, more like a swing than a constant rotation. The implications here, we don't have any idea. They're, they're huge. Everybody's got, got a theory. Um, I, I will say that I do not think that the balloons over North and South America are intended to measure the core spin. I'll, I'll leave that one for somebody else to figure out. I think My, they were a sneak peek in the Groundhog Day for us. you know. Maybe <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Mike's in Brookhaven. What are the best flower seeds that I can sow around my property for honeybees? Well, it it really depends. There's a lot of perennial things that you could be getting ready to put out now and starting to plant that they really like. You know, um, some of our perennials like coneflowers and, and echinacea will bloom for years. The the rudbeckias, the, the black-eyed Susans will, too. Some of those things are just are, are logical and obvious. If you want to plant annuals right now, we're, we're rolling up close to the time for things like cornflowers and other short season spring annuals. And then, of course, the, we, we're still talking about, you know, pansies and foxgloves and all of the things that we would see blooming in the early spring. If you have seeds or plants for those, you can certainly start them now. But if you're getting ready to think about the spring garden, because a lot of times the bees will have plenty of clover and plenty of, um, I don't know, sometimes it's pear trees, you know, <laughs> 20 miles of them down the side of the road. You can believe that they're full of bees. And those are the, those kind of things happen. And then we come along with the things for for later in the season. And that's where we're looking at, you name it. The better the diversity, the better differences in flower shapes that you can pick on, the better you're going to go for this particular project. Um, I like a mixed planting, everything from zinnias and sunflowers in the summertime all the way to some of the taller, spikier-looking things. And, And even some of the grains will do well for some of the pollinating insects, bees included. So you really can... If you just look at what grows, you can start now, but if you're looking at planting in March, you've got a whole lot more options. I was always wanting to to plant more sunflower in in a large, very open field, direct sunlight, and it's probably about 10 acres. Got that Van Gogh fantasy going. Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) The problem is when you really want to start sunflowers, a lot of times we're in in a situation where there's some water. 
you know, in mm-hmm. the delta, in the south part. So it may have a foot or two in there, and it may not get out of there to say June. Um, sometimes it's fairly dry, but it looks like we'll maybe have a wet, you know, a wet spring. How would I get around? needing to plant them like in the next you know 60 days if there's water can you, well, you bump don't. sunflowers out a bit and you don't have to okay exactly Just sunflowers wait. most of our summer annuals sun, sunflowers and zinnias are probably the best cho- things to think about but cosmos and and so many other things that really do well in the summer here are absolutely short-term annual flowers so if you can't plant until june it's not like having to wait six months you know they're going to bloom in about well six weeks to eight weeks maybe a little more if it's a tall sunflower but you have plenty of time the cut flower growers of course and by the way if y'all haven't signed up and you want to send me an email mama on air at yahoo.com and i'll get it to donna for y'all um, there, it, it's real important to recognize that those things are planted weekly from about March or April all the way through July. So all of the summer annuals have plenty of time to make and make more. You, you don't have to worry about that. It's, there, it's one of the things that gives us a lot of hope for large plantings like you're talking about, not only just for cut flowers, but also just for agritourism for a destination for a family picnic i mean all the you know all the reasons that you would want what could be more fun than a tailgate in a sunflower field you know (laughs) i mean we want those fall flowers that is for sure let's see will the sago palms come back we don't know they're all pretty brown and sometimes they get very brown and they go ahead and put out new leaves The, the leaves that are on there will not, in fact, turn green again if they have turned brown. So um, I have been advising people, and I say this with my tongue planted firmly in my cheek, there is landscape paint. So if you want to, you can certainly get that. Otherwise, you can take those leaves off, take those fronds off, and see whether or not it's going to go ahead and send out some more. Or you can leave them on there and just wait and see what happens. And in my case, I'm just waiting to see what happens to see if it'll if it puts out any green at all, then I'll clean it up and and we'll go again. But this may be a bit of a loss. On the other hand, I am told by a very very trusted soul that this this is the time just like you would be cutting down um, ornamental grasses, fountain grasses, and that sort of thing. Do that for the cast iron plants because it's only a few weeks before they're going to begin to try to grow again. And let's face it, they all look like they've been hit by a propane torch. (laughs) They're just brown, brown, brown. So go ahead and get those taken down. I think you'll be glad you did. I didn't think there was anything this new under the sun, but here it is. The University of Cambridge tells us that their scientists have discovered a new form of ice. What? Yes, ice. Not not like an acronym for some un- illegal substance, not another name for a diamond, but ice that actually more closely resembles liquid water than any other form of ice that they have found and actually might be the key to understanding this magical stuff. And I say that with all honor and joy to water. We may have too much here. They have not enough out west. And I think pretty soon the cost of water is going to get to where we're going to be able to pump what we don't want out there. Okay, that's this has been going on for years as a discussion, and it was never going to be profitable. Well, we might 
Same thing as desalinization units on the Pacific Coast. Those were all put down. No, 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 can't do that. That's a that's my view, you know, that's that's this or that. Well, it turns out if you don't have any water, you, since you can't live, you may want to reconsider some of these other options, pipelines, desalinization things, because let's face it, we have plenty. And if we have, if our reservoirs are full, why not help some, uh, help another part of the country out? But in terms of this new ice, unlike the ordinary crystalline ice, we recognize the, a regular pattern in their molecules. But this stuff, this is amorphous. This stuff is so much more like liquid because the molecules don't arrange themselves in an orderly fashion. I don't understand how it can freeze if it's not in an orderly fashion. But then again, I don't know enough chemistry to to to, dis, to disagree with these folks. I love this. Um, the state resembles water in a solid form, and they have named it absolutely useless name of medium density amorphous ice, which says nothing. We need to think of another name for it. But the the giving us something else to discover that is a whole lot more like liquid water makes a great deal of sense. Um, the accepted wisdom had, had been that this didn't exist. <laughs> Aren't we always that way? That couldn't possibly happen. Oh, right, until it did. <laughs> you know, that's that's it. <laughs> Let's see what Vince has got going on today. Um when planting a large field, is it necessary to hand plant the seeds and cover them, or can they be scattered if the soil is loose? Ooh, let's talk about that when we come back from this next little step away, because there's some different suggestions about it, different ways to go, and frankly, some things that might save you a little time and a little money. I'm a, a fan of a cedar, but not everybody is, and uh, well, there's reasons for that. So we'll talk about all of these things, but stick around now. This is Weekend Gardening. This is old Pure. It's the morning too. The railroad love. It's Friday too. Oh, I they talk and say, come on. What killed me, baby? Please never use gas appliances for purposes which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes and never store flammable materials inside propane cylinders. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in protecting your home or business. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards. Plus, we offer free gas checks for our customers. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Every week, call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizzy. Kizumab Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. A very, very good question about planting a field of seeds. For instance, sunflowers. Mm, do you have to plant them individually and cover them up? Do you? Can you sow them? If you do that, how do you cover them up? All that sort of thing. If and, and the presumption here is the soil is loose. Okay, so the bed has been prepared. It's there's no weeds there. There's not um, any problems in the in the soil itself. It's not too lumpy. It's not too wet. It's not too dry. It's ready to 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 accept some seeds. And if that's the case, and I have more than about a quarter acre that I want to plant, I'm going to get a seeder. And I don't. You can you can use the kind that you put the seeds in the bag and then you turn the 
crank on it and it seeds them out just like you would do for a lawn or for ryegrass on a, overseeding a lawn, those work. But there's also seeders with a box in them and a wheel that you push. And in some cases, those are better because they actually deposit the seed and then as you roll across it, it covers the seed up in pretty good. You have, still have to go back and look at it a little bit. Most of the time... When we're talking about planting seeds, we think about sowing them, but we're actually trying to get them so that there's individual space for the plants to grow. And that's one reason why a more calculated seeder works better, in my opinion. Unless, of course, you have wide enough rows that you can get in and thin after you get the seeds in. So, for example, if you had four-foot-wide swaths, You could certainly scatter sow across that and then come back and make sure that they were not too crowded together or pick up the ones that that germinated out into the in the space between the rows and put them into the rows. You'd still have to work with it. But what you're trying to do is have a soil that can accept the seeds. It's it's fine enough of its its tilth that it can accept the seeds, but then it's easy to rake soil back over them or to use a seeder that will cover them back up. Most of the time in a large space like that, it's easy enough to go in sections taking a a garden rake or something similar to that, but I like a garden rake that's the flat head kind of rake, rake rake a little to the side, sow the seeds, and rake it back with the back side of the rake. It doesn't take any time at all to do. So those are a couple of ideas for you. If you're getting into a larger space than a couple of acres, I hope you have a tractor. <laughs> and they all have cedars that you can get for them. So, And that's fun, by the way. So. I spend a good bit of time on those during planting season. And it is, uh, as long as the tractor cranks and there's air in the tires <laughs> and the hydraulic fluid is good to go after, you know, sitting up. Once you get everything rolling, man, sitting on a tractor all day in a field, either bush hogging, or, or disking it up or harrowing it. And, you know, it's just, I love it. It's so peaceful. Uh, but, yeah, you got to make sure everything's rolling when you're 10 miles out on the back 40. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think, without getting too deep into my philosophy of infrastructure, I think we don't maintain stuff. <laughs> and I am as guilty of it as the next person. But, or maybe not quite as guilty. I have neighbors that do a worse job than me. But there, we, we don't, we tend to just think that that car is going to start, that that tractor is going to crank, that, you know, everything's just going to happen like we expect it to. And sometimes there's things we should have done already. Oh, let's see. Andrea's in Madison. Howdy. She says, when you talk about seeds, please tell us if there are any that should be planted now. Well, yeah. Um, anything that you want to transplant, in March. Now that we're into February, we've got six to eight weeks before the end of March to be planting any of those things, you know, squash. I mean, you name it, anything you want to start. You want to start early corn, go ahead and start early corn in some seed, in some peat cups. You'll be able to put it out when it's about six inches tall, a little sooner than the other things. But you can also start those seeds for nasturtiums right now out in, in a container. You don't want them to freeze, but you can certainly go around and poke them into some pots that are that have stayed outdoors. They'll grow and, and give you something because the weather's pleasant for that. When it gets frigid cold, that's another story. But, yes, you can do that. You can start anything that you want to plant, transplant in March. And you can certainly get a little bit of a head start on some of the things that you would be transplanting a, a slight bit sooner. For instance, if you wanted to grow cornflowers, but you feel like your your bed is too wet where you would ordinarily grow them, you could start them in peat cups and or in a flat and transplant them out in a couple of weeks. Okay? Okay. I hope that will help. It's 
this is the time when other places, other gardeners think that all they do is read seed catalogs, you know. <laughs> Mike in Brookhaven, when do I prune my pear trees? Well, have they, have they bloomed yet? Probably. The good news is that you can still prune them, but you're not going to prune them as heavily as you might have. If you have got bare branches that did not leaf out, or if you have some that need to be trimmed in for the length of them, that's fine. You can go ahead and do that. If they've not leafed, if they've not flowered or leafed out at all, um, this is the same thing that's true for what I'm going to do to my sweet olive today. Go out to the tip of the branch, use your thumbnail and see if it's still alive, and then figure out where it is still alive and prune down to that point. Okay, um, that's that's the fruit tree scenario. I'm probably not going to start pruning on my shrubs and my evergreens even this week because I still have all those grasses that I need to cut back. <laughs> I've got too much else to do. I love the bachelor's button name for the cornflower. I mean, I've heard of cornflower. I never knew it uh-huh. had that the side name. The ba- but it, well, it seems like it would be perfect for a jacket it's lapel. A delightful, it's a delightful flower for that. In the South, though, we call bachelor buttons the little gomfrina, which is a much tighter button-shaped flower. And we, so we call the others, we call both of them bachelor buttons, but we tend to call cornflowers the centaurias. We tend to call them cornflowers. We call the little tiny gonfrinas. It's actually a nice dried flower. Um, I've seen some of those in, in boutonnieres and stuff that were just dramatic because they were so brightly colored and last for so long. But that's another uh, flower that we know as the bachelor button. Isn't that funny? Thing, what, the names we give plants. Somebody probably put that thing in his lapel, and somebody else said, "What is that? Oh, you're a bachelor. It must be your, you know, y'all have, y'all all have to wear the bachelor buttons. All y'all on that side of the room." <laughs> Jackie's in Brandon. Worms took over my squash. Ah, um, she's going to plant okra there this year. That'll be a different issue. The the, the squash worms, the the squash bugs that hatch and eat your squash aren't the same things that are going to do okra um but if if you're concerned about it i would go out and just dig it up and see if you find any little white grubs or any indication of egg sacs or anything like that when you turn the soil over in which case you might want to you may want to treat it but you probably won't the chances are real good the okra is not going to be affected okra is pretty tough you know if you've never grown okra before it's one of those things that you can, you know, you can literally plant it and it will grow. It's a great, great vegetable. But wait until the weather warms up. I can't tell you how sad I am. I know. I know y'all have done this. You go to the garden center and you see that pretty little okra plant sitting in the six pack. And it's only March. And you plant it and the okra sits there and stares at you. But it doesn't grow. And if it stunts enough, it never grows. Now, eventually it'll take off, we hope. But if the soil has been wet and the soil has been cold and you put it in too soon, it's just going to sit there. And you would be better off to wait a few weeks and just do another plant or start some seeds, start them from seed in the garden. That works out, too. I had a wonderful time with you all last Monday. I'm looking forward to this Monday. I believe we will continue with the Lakeland Lunch Bunch in other forms in other months, probably in March. Um, but the the issue is for me, what do you want to learn? So if you've got a topic you want to suggest, by all means, get in touch with me about that. I appreciate everybody's interest, and we are 
I believe we're full up. We got as many seats as we have spaces for chairs, and we may have even even put all the chairs to work. <laughs> so, thank you for that. That's a blast. It's one of those opportunities to get some get some gardening going, and at the same time, learn something and meet some people and just have a blast. Okay, thank you for all that. Ah, uh, we have to go now. We have to let the sun come out, and thankfully, it is. This is weekend gardening. This is professional ball player and former Mississippi State Bulldog, Jake Mangum. As someone who spends a lot of time between Mississippi and New York, I can tell you firsthand how great new things can be. That's why the new auto and life insurance discount from Farm Bureau is so great. It's a new thing from the company that's been setting roots in Mississippi for over 75 years. Visit favorites.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. This is a Mississippi Lottery High Jackpot Alert. The Powerball Jackpot is now officially enormous. We're not talking about a tiny jackpot. Like $20 million wouldn't change your life. No, this is an unimaginable fortune. Enough money to own your own jack. Visit a tropical island and buy it. Geez, you could build your own island with this much cash. Play Powerball today and purchase the Power Play feature for an extra dollar to multiply your non-jackpot prizes. That'd be smart. This has been a Mississippi Lottery High Jackpot Alert. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Caleb Taylors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Legislature is considering two bills that would create the Mississippi Guardian Training Program, which would open the door for teachers to be armed in the classroom. Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tindall says these individuals would be thoroughly trained. These individuals would get two to three weeks of training. They would learn self-defense tactics. They would learn firearm tactics. They would learn communication with law enforcement. If we're going to have teachers in schools with, with a firearm, that they have the proper training and an interaction plan with law, law enforcement. Tindall says this would bridge the gap for schools that don't have an armed resource officer. We obviously feel like school resource officers are the best option, but we also know that that's not always going to be realistic in every school across the state, uh, that we're going to have a law enforcement officer there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So uh, we feel like it's a good alternative. Every week. Call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, 
about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse. And on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. The federal administrator tasked with fixing Jackson's broken water system has floated the idea of charging customers for water based on their property value. Senator Joel Carter has filed legislation that would prevent that from happening. I don't understand how you how you bill anyone other than based off of their actual usage. And this applies to all municipalities in the state. He told us there have been issues with billing in other parts of the state. But we've got a bunch of municipalities that are not charging enough for water, therefore they cannot maintain their system. I believe there's 10 appropriation bills out there right now for municipalities wanting money from the legislature to fix problems that shouldn't exist had they charged the proper rates. Jackson's water and billing systems were placed in federal receivership in November, and a third-party manager was appointed to oversee the system as part of a court order. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Basketball action today finds the Ole Miss Rebels at Vanderbilt, taking on the Commodore. 12 noon is a tip-off. 11.30 is the airtime the Ole Miss Basketball Network. And then Mississippi State is at home, taking on Missouri. The 5 o'clock tip in the Humphrey Coliseum. 4.30 is the airtime on the MSU Basketball Network. Other action in the conference, Auburn is at Tennessee. Arkansas is at South Carolina. Alabama is at LSU, Georgia is at Texas A&M, Florida is at Kentucky, and last week's SEC versus Big 12 challenge, the SEC was 3-7. and seven. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles hope to stay on top of the Sunbelt Conference standings when they travel to Georgia State for a conference matchup there. 1 o'clock is a tip-off there in Georgia State. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. of Mississippi. It's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All access on one easy-to-use card, plus more Call 855-413-8769, TTY-711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Hey, Dr. Portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMO DSNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. 
Before the Super Bowl is played, our attention turns to the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2023, where among the 15 modern era finalists that have been announced will be announced the actual inductees for the Class of 2023. And among those 15 modern era finalists are Patrick Willis, out of Ole Miss, who played eight years with the San Francisco 49ers. The Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023 inductees will be announced at the NFL Honors Banquet, which will take place on Thursday the 9th. And the Hall of Fame game then will be played on August the 3rd in Canton, Ohio. Teams yet to be announced. And NASCAR gets underway with the class at the L.A. Coliseum tomorrow night under the lights for the first time. And an expanded field from 23 to 27 cars for the inaugural race that was run last year. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. If you can grow one, you can grow them all. Is that right? Well, sometimes it is. I'm here today to celebrate nomenclature. That is to say, taxonomy. That, those are words that I can see people falling asleep, even from here, just at the mention of these words. But here's why. Nomenclature is the point, is the naming of things. Taxonomy, botanical taxonomy or scientific taxonomy, depending on whose reference you read, is the way of naming plants. And they are named based on their relationships to one another. That is to say, which ones grow the same way both physically, but also now genetically and microgenetically, which is really interesting stuff. So we've got a lot of things that are being reclassified because of that. So what? Who cares? Well, because if you get a plant and it's a philodendron, you can pretty well determine that if you can grow one, you can grow them all. Here's why. Because you're going to have the same conditions, they're going to need the same kinds of conditions, and with just a very, very few tweaks, they have no other, no bigger problems one than the other. So that's why I'm happy to talk to you about plant families from time to time, and why, yes, sometimes I'll even admit to a certain fondness for taxonomy. <laughs> Sounds like something's wrong with me. But I like to know the name of the plant. There is, there's definitely a, a, a place for that. For example, I have inherited mahogany furniture. The The joke in my family is my family bought furniture by the pound. It, when they finally got enough money to buy some furniture, it wasn't going to be anything slipshod. It was going to last forever, and it has in many cases. So mahogany is has always been one of my favorite woods. But I did not know that it along with citrus. I knew that citrus did this. It is an organic source, a chemical source of limonoids. Now, limonoids are a pesticide, okay, that, that doesn't hurt the bees. It just is specifically active in citrus and in mahogany trees because it repels insects and causes problems for them without messing up the bees, with the, the predatory insects, I should say. Well, 
there is one limonoid in this group of chemicals that is as a directin, which I have seen before on labels, but I never knew anything about it, and it's pretty obscure. There are, it's a natural source contact pesticide, okay? But it has to be directly extracted from the plant that produces it, such as the mahogany, such as the citrus. You may have run into the the citrus oils and whatnot. This is one of the factors in those pesticides. But who knew? None of us knew. China berry is related to mahogany, and China berry actually has an incredible role to play in making it possible for us to harvest this chemical in large quantities. How cool is that? The the fact that they, they went to look at China berry because China berry is related to mahogany and mahogany does this, okay? That's nomenclature. That's how taxonomy affects what goes on in your life. Now, we're not there yet, but the scientists from Britain's John Inns Center have mapped the genome and used molecular analysis to find those the, the parts of the pathways that can do this so that we understand how this particular limonoid is produced. And that, in turn, gives them the opportunity to genetically engineer plants that can produce it quicker and faster. In this particular case, um, it, it's one of the Nicotianas, and they're able to produce it much more quickly. So that's very, very cool. I'm not one of those people that is 100% opposed to genetic engineering. When it comes to things like this, this kind of control over what that plant produces can make so much difference in the way that we garden. So I'm in favor of it. But unless we knew, unless we happened to be reading the journal Science this month, or <laughs> last month, rather, January, unless we happened to be reading that, or unless we happened to just be some sort of person that knew that china berries and mahogany were related to each other, we wouldn't have known to pursue that. So I think that's very, very cool. Very, very cool opportunity. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. That is the Super Talk call line here. And six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five is the ceasefire text line. Good question on the, the text line um, from Larry and Jackson it, it, about the will the zones change now that we have Arctic weather coming farther south. You know that the incidence of one happening or another doesn't affect the zones, but over the decade between when they're measured, when they measure the, these temperatures and and what the average lowest and average highest temperatures were in a particular range, that's when we'll know. We'll find out when the next round comes out, which I'm not I'm not sure when that is. It might be 2025. So we'll we'll see. But it's a good question um, and one that's just interesting to me because I'd like to know that myself. Um, let's see. Somebody, we'll call this person Susan because we don't know. Um, Susan wants to transplant dewberries and palmettos. Ooh, the the, the palmettos are going to be a lot harder than the dewberries. <laughs> let me tell you, palmettos are notoriously difficult to transplant because they are they they are rooted in place and they like where they are. So. Pick the smallest leaf at the side of the clump and try to separate that with a sharpshooter from the big clump. Moving a large clump of palmettos 
is really very hard. Not only will you get cut up, but it's not likely to work. So take small clumps from the outside edges of the clump if you possibly can to do that one. Um, dewberries, on the other hand, that's a little bit simpler. You can just cut them back and dig them up and move them. The main thing is to have the place where you're going to plant these things prepared before you get there. So whether it's dewberries or palmettos or a china berry tree that you've decided you want, you know, from somewhere else, by all means, get the soil prepared where they're going first. Okay, okay. Oh, my goodness. I have had so many questions about pruning, as you know. I'm not in favor of us jumping right in, but I do want you to begin to look and see what's likely to still be alive. I mentioned last week that one side of one of my shrubs has green leaves on it, and the other side is dead, or looks dead, I should say. Well, now there's some coming up at the bottom on the other side. That puts it into the question of, do I want this particular shrub? Because if I'm going to have to grow it back, it's not going to have the look that it had. And in this case, it's kind of in the way anyhow. So I'll probably be getting rid of it. <laughs> Let's see. Um, trimming back blueberries. I'm not in favor of trimming back blueberries it, it myself. Um, if you're going to do it, wow, I, I don't know how quick to do it because they're they're starting to bloom in places. So I would prefer that you wait until after the blueberries make and then prune them at that point. Certainly after they leaf out, if you see that you're not getting any growth at all on the tips of the twigs, then that's another case where we can go in and take off the things that never leaf out. But you won't know that for another month. Okay? Okay. Good questions, though. Blueberries are one of those things... If, for instance, if we were going to dig them up and move them, we would dig them up, cut them back, dig them up and move them and not worry about whether they were going to make fruit this year. And in the case of the dewberries, that's probably what will happen. I doubt that you'll get fruit from them in this season, but they will have a chance to get reestablished in their new location and be ready for next year. I have never been to the Seychelles Islands, the Seychelles Islands, but I'd like to. I... um I think it's interesting that we measure a lot of things. Well, for example, we measure a lot of animal life on Madagascar because it is so isolated and has so many creatures on it that are not anywhere else. The, the Seychelles and these other islands in the Western Indian Ocean are actually one of the places where plastic accumulates, but they don't produce very much of it themselves, so we know that it has to come from other places. Um, Indonesia. Sri Lanka and even India were found to be the main sources of the debris in the Seychelles Islands. For example, the stuff that washes up. Now, there are marine origin things like any if if, a, if fishing gear gets lost or if, if shipping something happens and, and cargo gets out into the water, it also ends up there from the shipping lanes. And the Seychelles have nothing to do with that either. So what they, they're using it as the opportunity to get data on ocean currents, on the waves, the winds, and then lay in the, the types of plastic debris and where they came from in this same study. 
Some of it comes, of course, from the coastal population, but there's other that comes in from rivers and fisheries and just, you know, the as I said, the, the shipping lanes even. 27 sites in the Seychelles and other islands in the Indian Ocean are also in this particular survey. And, oh, my goodness, they found so much stuff. They actually found that the smallest particles of the debris in the Seychelles originates from East Africa and makes its way there. Smaller fragments are less buoyant, and so they do not travel as far before sinking. But even so, there's a significant amount of plastic debris there of marine origin and, in fact, land-based plastic debris that just doesn't make any sense at all. The medium to large debris has a high buoyancy. Um, Think about bottle caps, but also sandals. (laughs) Apparently there's a lot of that in that part of the world. I know that there has to be people working on what to do about this, but I believe the first thing we do have to do is count it, figure out what's there, how big an area it is, and what we have there to either work with or not work with, try to do something about. Have you noticed how many plants are in popularity this year that are pink? Pink leaf this and pink leaf that, and and, oh my goodness, some of the things are just so lovely. But I had a question about a nerve plant that's pink the pink veins in it for the nerve plant most of those are white but some are pink and also about polka dot plant and i realized that it has been years since i have seen those in tiny little pots in um, valentine dressing which always looks so nice you know a little a little ribbon or a little this or that around it i think that's one of the things that's probably going to come back those plants are easy to grow they're not difficult to propagate so they are available and they're pink, so we got we got more and more pink all the time lately. Um, the the pink syngonium, the pink arrowhead plant, is lovely. Pink flamingo philodendron is lovely, but I, we don't have to go into the new plants. We can even go into the old plants, some that are very very nice. Oh goodness, more there's more robot news. <laughs> I don't know if we want to. <laughs> I don't know if we want to know about it or not. Oh, my goodness. The issue here, I know I had read in science fiction about shapeshifters long before I saw um, Deep Space Nine, where where there's the Odo character is actually, that's his whole thing, is to be a space shifter. But there's a... There's a video. I don't tell y'all to go watch videos very often, but you want to watch this one. This is giving robots the ability to switch between liquid and solid states. In other words, it's a soft robot that can then go go liquid and go through something and come out on the other side. In this case, little caged bars. It's shaped like a Lego character, and it's silver, and it's sitting inside and then it changes, and then it comes out on the other side. This is very cool. Robots in, in general, the shape-shifting robot, of course, would be able to get into the trickier environments without compromising on their strength because they're just as strong when they're soft as when they are hard. So the, I, I think particularly the niftiest thing of this is the way that they look when it comes through the bars and how it actually reforms. 
But I also think it's very cool that sea cucumbers are what inspired this. We we talk a lot of times about the creatures that can flatten themselves out, you know, to come in, come in your house or go around your um, barricades and things. Well, sea cucumbers are famous for that, and in this case, we've put them to work. That's really delightful. Let's see. Corinne in Jackson says that she rooted some more fig cuttings. Oh, goodness. Um, what to do about them if the freeze is coming? Um, I have done this in a couple of ways. I have rooted figs in the ground next to the fig tree, and when it got to be freezing, I had forgotten about them entirely, and they went ahead and grew anyway. But they did better in the years that I went out and just covered them up on those days or nights. In my case, I'm pretty sure it was plastic jugs with the bottom cut out that I used to put over the cutting and keep it warm. You can always pop the top off of that, you know, because you've got the jug sitting just like it would be sitting in your refrigerator with water in it or milk or whatever. You take the bottom off of it as a slice, use that to put over the top of the plant. Then you just pop that top off for a little extra ventilation on warmer days, and you can keep that thing growing in there for quite some time. I I do know that other times I have not at all, and they made they did fine, but I know they were better the years that I covered them. This is the the mystery fig. I do not know if that fig tree has survived. I really don't. One of them did, but I don't know about the other one. And I think today is going to be the day I got to go out and decide about it. Mm, I don't know. Maybe put that off till tomorrow. I don't know. I hope in whatever you are figuring out to do and thinking about and considering that if you really have something you have to replace, that you give yourself the opportunity to consider something you've never grown before. There are a lot of trees and shrubs especially, but even annuals and perennials too, that we just don't see enough because everybody's waiting for somebody else to put them in the garden. I talked to you about Edgeworthia the other day um, and the paper bush. That's one of the ones that I think we should grow more of in Zone 8. There, There's other things, though. We can talk about that. We can talk about what is growing, what's not growing, and what the robots are doing, all of those things, straight ahead on Weekend Gardening. Shot squirrels out behind my house. I learned a lot about this world way down south. You want to keep your family warm and comfortable all winter long? Propane can do that. As your local propane supplier, we want to help with your winter preparations, such as safety inspections and making a plan for winter deliveries. Enjoy a warm and worry-free winter. Give us a call today. Energy for everyone. Propane. Leading a clean energy revolution, propane is not only the cleaner choice for today, it is the right choice for tomorrow, too. To learn more, visit MSPropane.com. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance, we personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. (laughs) I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. With the current market and economic volatility and all the chaos in Washington, if you're feeling anxious about your investments, tune into Super Talk Jackson 97.3 on Sundays from 830 to 930 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at MyElementWealth.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Money saving cheer during the New Year's celebration sales event at Mazda of Jackson. 2023 is here and it's finally time for you to get that new vehicle you've been waiting for. At Mazda of Jackson, we resolve to save you money on our entire selection and to give you the best dealer experience. Period. Right now, get super low 2.9% financing for 60 months on new 2023 Mazda CX-9s and 3.9% financing for 60 months on new 2023 Mazda CX-5s. Buy a new Mazda and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Mazdaofjackson.com. Plus, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And bring us your trade. We'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come save big during the New Year's celebration sales event at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. With proof credit, select one. See for details. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. in the Wayback Machine with me for a moment here. Those of you who recognize it will appreciate 
Just a moment spent in that particular world. Why not? Speaking of spending time, there's some duh from the duh file. Um, I, I don't know how they managed to write a grant and get somebody to fund this, but Osaka University is telling us that although more screen time at two years of age is associated with poorer communication skills at age four, time spent playing outdoors can mitigate these effects on daily living skills. Duh. (laughs) Come on. Did you really have to measure this? Didn't you know? Okay. Let me try this again. When I was a kid, we had a kid in our, our, our neighborhood who didn't want to go out to play. He wanted to color and draw and probably write by the time we were learning to write, but it was perfectly fine with him to amuse himself, and he didn't need to know anything about any of the rest of us. Fortunately, his parents and all the others, because, frankly, in our neighborhood, you were raised by everybody's parents. (laughs) We had equal intimidating, equally intimidating parents all up and down the street. Um, you, you, You pretty much knew that he was going to have to do something else. So he would bring his drawing pad out and draw pictures of us while we played. He has gone on, of course, to be a, a, an artist, but he did have to learn a few social skills. I do remember very clearly the time that he wanted to go trick-or-treating, but he had to go with us. <laughs> that was disturbing. <laughs> Some people are not naturally social. Other people are incredibly gregarious from the time they get here. Somewhere in between there, somewhere in between never meet a stranger and never meet anybody, the parents or the caregivers or the whoever it is that is keeping that child going down the course has to come up with a way to say, put that down, come do this. And there has to be enough respect but also, yes, intimidation that they will listen to you. And they will put that down and come do this. I don't know how you get there. Um, My children will tell you, and they're probably listening now and laughing because they know I'm going to say this. There were times that they said, why don't you just spank us? We're tired of all this talk about what and why and we should and we shouldn't because that's not me. And I was raised to, to be talked to. I was raised to be. Yes, shamed on occasion. <laughs> and I think the folks at, the, at Osaka University just needed to ask me. Now, they're going to publish in, in March here in JAMA, in Journal of the American Medical Association, Pediatric Journal. But they followed more than 800 children from ages 18 months to four years. They measured three things. Average amount of screen time at age two outdoor play at age two years, eight months, and neurodevelopmental outcomes, that is to say communication, um, living skills, you know, the ability to sit down at the table and have dinner and whatnot, socialization, at age four. So that these are the things that they found. I can't imagine trying to – I can't imagine trying to be – to know anything about 800 different children myself, but that's because I have a limited capacity. Um, I will say, though – if your child's measurable, if your child's time on a screen is measurable at age two, you've already gone over the bend in my point of view. Anything beyond a soft book at that point is, is too much for me. And, and yes, I'm, I'll admit it. No computers in the bedrooms either. Take the cell phones away when it's time to go to sleep. Oh gosh, I sound like a dinosaur.
Well, they're doing fine. Thank you very much. They're full grown, don't need me anymore, and they're fine. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Have you ever heard this? When you count on eyewitness testimony, you better only have one because if there's two, they're going to have seen something different. That is, in fact, true. Iowa State University is developing a new procedure to capture more information from eyewitnesses. We understand that almost everybody has a camera in their pocket, but that's still not because you're only seeing what the camera can see at that point. You're still not seeing what's over here and what's over there and what came first and what came last and what came in between gets lost a lot of times in a video of any sort. Um, so there's, this is really interesting, the way that they're working on this. They're trying to put in a – they used to try to get every fact out of the person, and now they're trying to find the facts that don't make any sense and ask them to rethink them, basically, is how they're doing that. Um, there's an initial selection or rejection process. For example, if you see a, a, photo, a photograph, a lineup kind of thing. But then they also want – Instead of just taking that and seizing on it, which we see in way too many television programs or even read about in in crime novels, the question is, how confident are you? And that's not the question that gets asked all the time. It's kind of the Joe Pesci and, uh, you know, and sort my of, cousin Vinny. Sort of my cousin Vinny. <laughs> sort of my cousin Vinny. Um, one of the classically funniest movies, I have to say. I it's been years since I watched it, but I still remember parts of it, so that means it was really funny. Um, I don't remember the heavy movies <laughs> oh, yeah, as well. well and, you know, my cousin Vinny, it's so funny when he gets into discrediting all of the witnesses. Like you said, all the eyewitnesses that exactly, saw the same that thing. Exactly, saw the same thing. Every, nobody saw it. Yeah, nobody saw anything, but yet they, they had a way of making it up, making it believe, and, you know, cleaning off the glasses and in the crud on the – I mean, it's just awesome. You know, a great movie, but it, it goes along with what you're saying. It's too. exactly that. The, we And we do want – as as citizens, as people on the scene of something that might happen, we want to be able to say the car that hit that guy was purple or the car that hit that guy was white or the car, you know, we want to, but we don't always get that right, even the most basic stuff. So identifying a person is a very, very tricky thing and very difficult. Many, many times very difficult. I have, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether to take this one on or not. I put these three things in one group because I felt like they sort of went together. But um, here's one about relationships and what you see not necessarily being what you get, which is why it kind of ties to eyewitness testimony. What you see isn't really necessarily what you saw. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you – just needed to rant and rave at whoever would listen to you you just angry about something you know they they they, they say and yes I, I appreciate my friend glenn for this um anger is something you turn on yourself when you actually are not happy with somebody else and that, that sort of thing but anger is the re- reaction that we have to things well maybe before you do that especially if it's a significant person in your life that you're about to rant and rave at, whether or not it's about them or not, you need to stop and think about your fundamental values. Where do you want to be on the other side of this rant? Obviously, if we could think of that, we would not be as likely to jump off and start yelling and saying things that we can't even remember what we said. But where 
people and their opinions seem to be polarized, we do seem to reach into the sack in our brain that is not the one that actually reflects who we are. If I call you a name, it should be a name that, frankly, I've called someone else. I shouldn't just come out with this, you know, invective that I've never hurled before because in this 300 people study, they were asked about different things. And before they were asked to write about life values that they considered important, for in other words, the outcomes. Um, if, if this is too expensive, does it matter if you have it in the long run? All of these kind of things. But the idea that some people's views were right and some were wrong actually colored this entire study. And what they've said to us is that the people who thought more deeply about what they actually think were better equipped to defend their point of view and their rant and rave. I like that. So I believe this goes along with the count to ten. And if you're still angry, write it down. Don't go yelling at people because you're likely to embarrass yourself. As much as you as much as you might think you won't, the chances are good that you will, in fact, embarrass yourself. Oh, I'm happy to tell you that we've got uh, dates coming in for Master Gardener sales, Master Gardener events. So by all means, send those to me, mamaonair at yahoo.com. Got a couple of new subscribers, a couple of new patrons last week. So if you're interested in that, go to patreon.com slash gardenmama. And let's see. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot going on in there. I looked into the seed bag to see what I could find yesterday. And I did find some more nasturtiums. I think that might be what I'm going to go and go ahead and go with. Last year when I did that, they turned out so beautifully that I'm I'm thinking that that's what I need to fill in some of these containers that I'm not sure what's in them is alive. I have some things that have just not even put forth. They've not even dropped their leaves, you know, much less put on any new ones. So I'm not sure how they're going to do, but we, we shall find out. What can we learn about cells, do you suppose? Um, i got to admit that cell biology is something that's interesting to me, but it wouldn't occur to me. to, to I, I guess I thought that we knew that stuff already, much like the story about water and ice and the new kind of ice that is different. Scientists now, though, um, are describing this their work in nature they actually are putting numbers on the internal organization of human cells. Well, you know, cells are so interesting to me, you know, because you you have the, it's the basic component of everything. And and obviously you've got your proton, your neutrons, your electrons in there spinning around and doing their thing and and, and then we get of course into what is normal. And normal is one of those things that doesn't really exist. So these folks are trying to go with, well, every cell looks different, but they're all organized in the same ways. So this is going to be, I, I see this as the, um, the, the, the really close at hand version of the way that the Hubble is, and, and other telescopes, of course, are, are mapping the universe. If we can map these cells and understand so much more, this is 200,000 cell images in one database to try to understand how they build, what they build, and why they do it in that particular way. 
we'll really know so much more than we do. And it'll give us the opportunity to make a lot more, whether it might be adaptations or it might just be, oh, well, we're going to live with this one because it turns out it works better than the ones that we were looking to, to create. The I love that they do put um, normal in quotation marks on that study. What is normal when it comes to cells? And then we get all the way over into manipulating those cells, this study will give us information on both ends of that. I would like to be able to, at some point, see scientists picking and choosing the bits and pieces of the cells to help plants evolve more quickly past some of the changing conditions that they're in. We're, we, we do look at what makes them so tough and what makes them so able to survive, if we can begin to draw those things out, then we might be able to have the opportunity to put them into another plant. And that would certainly, I mean, we we can think about the beauty of it. We can also think about feeding the, the world, you know, all of those things make so much sense. Um, Andrea wants to know about the nasturtiums. I'll be poking the seeds into the containers in my courtyard that look really sad right now, just in hopes that they will come up. But if I was going to plant an entire box of nasturtiums, I would probably protect it. In other words, start the seeds independently or put seed that thing and keep it covered and, and keep it in a warmer spot just to encourage it. But I'm just going to poke seeds in those spots because I, I want something to come up, and I'm hoping that the nasturtiums might. What what are your favorite colors of the nasturtiums to plant? There's so so many choices. Do you just mix it up, or I'm, do you? Have I'm a, a mixed person. I like orange and white, but the the reds are fine too. There there's some beautiful shades of orange in, in there that are fun, and to me that's it's just joyful. It 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 has a lot of happiness and early spring connotations for me i love the orange and the lantana too it looks mm-hmm. and that just mm-hmm. brightens your day to it see does. the yellow all and day orange long. in there all day long i like the the variegated leaf nasturtiums um but i don't like the taste of them as well as i like the taste of the solid green the the the, the capers that well they're not capers but the seed pods that we take from the nasturtiums that we pickle as if they were capers i like the ones that grow on the solid green leaves they seem to be denser and have more taste maybe that's just me I don't know. Maybe maybe that's me. Maybe that's somebody else. No, I think that was me. I hope that you all are getting ready because it is, believe it or not, going to be a fast run from here to Valentine's. You want to talk heart-shaped leaves? You want to talk wonderful things that you can do for somebody that you love? Well, this is the place for it because this is Weekend Gardening.
we got free tickets to win. And not just any free tickets. We're talking VIP tickets to watch this once-in-a-lifetime concert in the Super Talk Suite at the stadium. We've got them, and we're giving them away. It's Morgan Wallen with special guest Mississippi's own Hardy. Keep listening for more details on how you can win VIP suite seats from Morgan Wallen, live at Old Miss. Another fun way to win from Super Talk Mississippi. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now they're SkyRizzy. Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Having any electrical problems? Lavallee Electrical Services. We install new switches, breakers, relays, and Kohler generators. Lavallee Electrical Services. We handle new lighting fixtures, ceiling fans, electrical outlets, and LED lights. Lavallee Electrical Services. 601-228-9969. 601-228-9969. That's 601-228-9969 or online at lavalleyservices.com. That's lavalleyservices.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. (laughs) I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty.
I see you dancing. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard not to with that one. Weekend gardening, of course, rolls on every Saturday. And if you're listening on maybe the rebroadcast or maybe the podcast or maybe you've downloaded and you want to take hours and hours of Mama in your pocket, we appreciate you doing that as well, all at supertalk.fm. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for being a gardener. Thank you for arguing with me sometimes, and thank you for your great questions. This one is classic. Can I cut back my roses now, or do I have to wait? <laughs> I'm reading this like you wrote it until President's Day on February 20th. The, the, my advice is get your roses pruned by the middle of February. But if you have not pruned ornamental grasses, if you have not pruned off in this this particular year the aspidistras, which you can certainly do with, I don't know, probably probably with a chainsaw if you have enough of them but but if you haven't done those things do those things first and then go ahead and and move on into the roses but you don't have to wait it's just that that's what we traditionally considered the point where the roses are as dormant as they're going to be and they're not going to be fooled by another burst of cold weather they'll they'll just sit there and wait and and leaf out afterwards sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong Absolutely. I have been tickled also by the um, number of people that have asked me just kind of randomly, when do you plant potatoes? That would be now. Um, If you've got potatoes that are sprouting, that are ready to go, or if you've been out and gotten some seed potatoes at the garden center, now's the time to go ahead and do that. Be aware that you have to make them well-drained. Potatoes will rot in wet soil as surely as anything else will. So if you don't have well-drained soil, you're going to want to grow them in some kind of a big container. And that's not hard to do at all. We do, we do that a lot, right? Yes. <laughs> we, we get things up off the ground often when it's too wet. Um, yep, 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 yep. That's, that's really, that's a glaze. You're exactly right. Web Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Well, that is kind of, it's, you know, I understand exactly. It's As I said in the, the first hour today, there are a lot of people that didn't have any power in North Mississippi that have had some, uh, some we're flirting with the ice storm that's happened so much worse to our farther north. But I never want to discount what's going on in our own state. There's, there's places right now in our own state where there's going to be people in flip-flops and shorts on the coast this afternoon, I can guarantee you, at the same time that there's people trying to see whether the ice is going to melt off the barn in, in our, our northern latitude. That's the difference in the zones. And that's why, no matter what I tell you, you're going to do when you say, when you want to do it, you're going to do it. But I'm going to tell you what the plant prefers in terms of those changing temperatures and changing conditions. Things do change. And nowhere less than this. Couple of pruning tips. This is from Sheer Fear, which is one of those programs that by the time people invite me to do it, they've already already either cut them all down or, or or not. This is a great program for January and February. You are almost never wrong to prune a flowering shrub or tree within the month after it finishes blooming. That's going to give you the opportunity not only to shape the plant, but to stimulate it for the, the growth it needs this year to put on flowers for next year. This does not apply to things, for example, like 
once blooming roses. Lady Banks is the classic example. We prune that after it flowers. But there are so many other flowering things that prune that we prune right afterwards. So you put them in that category. Now, separate them out from the roses that we're going to prune this month that are dormant. Okay? It's two different things. Don't bl- don't prune the once blooming roses, but do prune the ones that you expect a multiple bloom. That's an easy one. If you are planting trees, and I hope you are, make sure that you understand that pruning at the time you plant the tree is essential to getting the canopy established. You're still going to do other pruning in subsequent years, but if you will do the pruning as is recommended for that particular tree the first year, you will have less of a problem in the coming years. Um, One of my, long time ago, one of my consulting clients had me out to the place, couldn't figure out why the peach trees were not peaching. You know, there was just, they'd bloom, but nothing ever, nothing good ever happened. They were spraying them, all the things that you have to do to peaches, except the pruning. And because they hadn't pruned, they had thick leaves in the uh, going straight up in the plant. There was no branching out sideways, and there was no sunlight coming down into the tree. If you ever have ridden past a peach orchard, they almost look like vases. You know, they they're they're literally are, the middle is pruned out of them so that they have lots of sunlight going down and can put fruit all along all of their branches. So that's the sort of thing that you need to do, start when you begin with a tree and plant it. It's going to make a lot of see a lot of sense later on. If you are looking at, uh, as most of us are, mid March, a little bit later, maybe a little bit sooner, for the time when the weather will turn. Then you will, that helps you understand when to prune evergreens. We want to take advantage of them being able to grow as soon as you get them pruned. So we're going to do that after roses. Yes, that includes the ones that we're not sure about. Um, I'm not saying not to go out and look. We do want to go out and look and scratch a few stems and see what's, what's actually alive and what's actually not. But we don't want to start pruning to stimulate new growth because we don't know exactly where it's going to come out. Okay, okay. Oh, my goodness. Thunder snowing. Not not today. Not today. Um, it, it, this, is, this is in 94. I was, had I gotten here? I think I was here by 94. Beautiful pictures, though, John. That's, that's, a, that's at Marigold. Gorgeous. Just gorgeous. I don't want to be there, but I like looking at it. Yeah, and in the picture, he's he's wearing like a light uh, sports coat and yeah. slacks. You uh-huh. know, it's warm in the not, Delta like that. Not, not going to be there but about a minute. Take this picture and get back in the truck. Let's go. I heard that. Whew. My goodness. Yep, we have um, pretty much pretty much rolled past wisteria pruning and uh, even even muscadine pruning. But if you haven't done that, by all means, shorten them as much as needed to hold them on the supports and then go along those canes and see where the T is. If you, you know, we, we usually see branches that come out at sort of an angle, uh, maybe a 45 degree angle or so. But in this case, it's going to be a T. It's going to be a flat angle. All right. 90 degrees. Bang. That's where the flowers are is on that little sidebar. So go ahead and cut that back to a couple of inches. That will give you more muscadines and it will give you more wisteria flowers both in the same case um yeah i've seen people pruning crepe myrtles i don't know what's going to happen 
I wish I could tell you exactly <laughs> what's going to happen to them, but I can't. There are going to be some that are going to do fine. There are going to be some that will never even look like they needed to be pruned. And there's going to be others, I think, we're going to see that put out growth on one side and not the other. Because, quite frankly, our roller coaster has been very, very powerful, and these temperatures are not uh, – they're going to separate some of the hardies from the not-so in the next few weeks. I will be continuing to keep up with stuff for you, taking a look at uh, the changes in our growing conditions and the upcoming trends in gardening and horticulture. You name it. We'll talk about it here on Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. Customers, a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders too. All propane homes on average are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Every week, call 1-800. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife, Jenny, about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Ours is a two-story doghouse, and on the bright side, it's a great alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Well, my daddy always said, put your best foot forward. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first... Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.